0: Welcome to the KHOW podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on following the word, living the word, and doing the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. I'm excited that we are now moving into the next part of our promise. So as you know, we've been... um, this month focusing on the different ele- elements of the word promise and the words and God saying that, you know, in his word, you know, his promises are yes. And amen. And this year the word that has been for us is promised that God is saying that this year we will see the promises of God. Um, and a part of seeing the promises of God, there is and expectation there is a posture there is a requirement for us and so we've been learning what that means as we see the promises of God unfold in our lives we've been learning what we need to where we need to be in order to see those promises and so you know we we talked about position and returning we talked about obedience and being mature we talked about intimacy. And so now as we go into S, it is now submission. Submission to God and submission to his word. And what I, one of the first things that I was thinking about as we're learning about all these elements is that although we've been um, isolating them and talking about them individually and focusing on them and getting revelation from them, it's it's not an isolated thing. We can't just be in position one day and returning in another and obedience in here. It really is all intertwined. It really is simultaneously all happening at the same time. And so that's just a beautiful thing, just how great and mighty and just wonderful God is. Um, But Today, we're going to jump into and start talking about submission and what it means to submit to God and his word. And so as I was preparing, um, at first when I was asked to lead, you know, I thought I, I was trying to remember and I thought the word was surrender. And so last night I was thinking about surrender. And then when I went to my notes, I was like, oh, it's actually submission, although submission and surrender are, you know, kind of. They go hand in hand. Um, I was, we've heard about submission before. Our fellowship has taught about it. We've learned um, about it. And so I wasn't sure. I kept asking, okay, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to, where, where should I go, Holy Spirit? And what I heard Holy Spirit say is, I want you all to focus on the one that we are to follow, which is Jesus. And so, because when you look at the different scriptures about submit, there are various scriptures and it's talking about humble yourselves or submit yourself. And there's a lot of parts that we have to do, like submission, it's a choice. We have to do it. But in order for us to do it, the most important thing is we have to know what it looks like. And... When we go to this word, this word helps us see what it it is to look like. And I know for myself that as I have walked as a Christian, there have been so many times that I have forgotten who to look to. I have forgotten that Jesus has already, all these things that we have to do, Jesus has already done it. And I believe that the reason why we struggle so much is because our selfish nature wants to rise up. The physical part of us wants to say, oh, it's so hard. Oh, I don't wanna do this or I can't do that. When we have to retrain ourselves to be spirit first. And so when we are spirit first, and we can be led by the spirit and Jesus, his words to his disciples. He says, come follow me. When we say that we are a Christian, it is saying that we believe in Christ and that we're walking in the ways of Christ. And so what I believe that God is wanting us to go back to and to remember is that we don't have to figure this out ourselves. We don't have to keep crying to him and saying, Lord, I need, you. i don't know what to do i don't know he's like it's already here and so what we're going to start off with today as we go into submission is to look to the ultimate example of the one who submitted his life fully through and through and so we're going to read um first peter um two and we're going to start at the i can't see you this morning we're going to start at the um 18th verse. Oh man, I think I might need to get some glasses. I'm like, oh, I can't see this little small writing today. <laughs> um, again, oh, thank you, Malcolm, for putting that in the chat. So let us see. So as we move into submission, let us look at the one who was the greatest of it, and who is our example to it. So in 1 Peter 2, starting at the 18th verse, and I'm reading from the Passion Translation, it reads, this is the example of Christ's sufferings. Those who are servants, submit to the authority of those who are your masters, not only to those who are kind and gentle, but even to those who are hard and difficult. You find God's favor by deciding to please God, even when you endure hardships because of unjust suffering. For what merit is it to endure mistreatment for wrongdoings, yet? If you are mistreated when you do what is right and you faithfully endure it, this is commendable before God. In fact, you were called to live this way because Christ also suffered in your place, leaving you his example for you to follow. He never sinned and he never spoke deceitfully. When he was verbally abused, he did not return with an insult. When he suffered, he would not threaten retaliation. Jesus faithfully entrusted himself into the hands of God who judges righteously. He himself carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we would be dead to sin and live for righteousness. Our instant healing flowed from his wounding. You were like sheep that continually wandered away, but now you have returned to the true shepherd of your lives, the kind guardian who lovingly watches over your soul. Amen. And so here, this passage just jumped out to me because here is an example of what it looks like to submit. And so as I read this passage, so first I wanna give you a couple definitions of the word submit in the Greek. So in the beginning in verse 18, the word submit is used. And what this meaning, the meaning here is um, to Place or to rank under, to subject or to obey. And when you go a step further, it is um a reflexive thing. It is saying, I put myself into subjection of. Again, it's to place or to rank under, to subject or to obey. And when we say it in the first person or reflexive, it is saying. I put myself into subjection of. And so we see it in in everyday lives. I always, you know, think about the natural things. It's so when you are driving, and so all of us, you know, are driving, and there is a time in the road when you are driving and the sign says to yield, And when you yield, that means you have to stop and you have to wait and allow whoever else is coming that way, you have to allow them to go before you go. And when we think about that in terms of the father, what does that mean to you? What does that mean when you think about Allowing putting stopping and allowing and in this context and in, in, in what we're learning and making sure that we're moving towards is submitting to God. So what does that look like in our life for us to stop and allow whatever God wants? us to do, whatever way God wants us to be, to be before anything else that we want to do. And so in this, what I love about Jesus, so many things, but one of the things that I love about his example. So in the beginning of this passage, it is talking about submitting to authority and God's been dealing with me with the the traffic, um, the speed limit. Um, because that is a form of authority that we are supposed to submit ourselves unto. And can I tell you all it's the weirdest thing that happens when I am driving. So here in Tennessee, like on my way to work it's just a big old high long highway so I don't stop for miles. And you know in when you're within the city, it's it goes from 50 to 55 and then 65. And then there's a portion that it goes back down to 55, and then you get back into the city, it's 45. And maybe like a couple weeks ago. So when I am by myself and there's no cars behind me, I have no problem submitting to the the speed limit and in fact i don't mind it i'm like okay i'm just cruising like it it feels as soon as somebody comes behind me i feel this need that i have to then push and go faster and one day holy spirit was like who are you more in submission to the authority of the law for the people behind you and it's been hitting me and like it, it's it's i'm still getting more revelation from it so if anybody hears something but it's still it's the craziest thing and i feel like okay holy spirit i feel like so many times we it's not about submitting to god for us but it's when it involves someone else It's when it, uh, when we feel like it affects people, when we feel like, what are people going to say about me? What are they, how are they going to see me? And we have to get out of this mentality of wanting to please everyone else, because what he showed me one day was instead of. You know, following in line with the crowd, what if you become the example that everyone else follows? What if in your submission of the road, you're causing other people to slow down, which could then um, impact whether or not an accident could happen? What if in your submission, you're really setting an example for other people to follow you? And isn't that what Christ told us to go out and make us Other disciples, as we follow him, that others will follow us. And so there is something so powerful about this act of yielding, of this act of putting ourselves into subjection of. But what I think happens is that we're so worried about the effect of other people. And so in this passage here, it talks about you know, not only to those who are kind and gentle, but even to those who are hard and difficult. How many times have we, you know, in our job, you know, if we have a boss that we like, then it's easy to follow what they say. But when they do something we don't like, then we want to choose not to follow them. But this word is telling us that we don't do it based off of circumstances. We do it based off in obedience to the one who has set the rules. The law. We do it in obedience to God the Father. And so here is telling us that we don't submit ourselves to authority just because it's kind and good, but we do it in all things. Why? Because then it says when we do that, we find favor. Um, by God because we are then pleasing God, even when we endure hardships because of unjust suffering. So again, Jesus endured hardships because of unjust sufferings. And so many times we equate submission to being justified. Well, I will be obedient because they're kind to me. I'll do this because, okay, it's right. But the word tells us that this submission, mission is not It's unjustified. We're not submitting because we think it's good. We're submitting because it pleases the father. We're submitting because he knows all things. We're submitting because he knows the plans that he has for us. And so what, and then it continues in verse 20, for what merit is it to endure mistreatment for wrongdoing? Yet, if you are mistreated when you do what is right and you faithfully endure it, this is commendable before God why because we were called to live this way why because Christ offered also suffered in our place leaving his example to follow so submission is an act of example that we are to follow Jesus who is the one who did it So why, God, why do we have to submit? Because we were called to live this way. Because Jesus took on the ultimate sacrifice for us. He took our, he bore our sins. He was on the cross, not for what he did, but for what we did. And so if Jesus, if Jesus could suffer, if Jesus could do those things, then surely we can, because I know that there's nothing that we're going through that compares to bearing the burden of the world and the sins, to getting nailed on the cross, to getting thorns on, our, on his head. How much of our day do we really focus our eyes and our attention on Jesus? How much are we acknowledging when we are caught up in our sin? How much are we reminding ourselves that Jesus took the sin already? And so there is a call for us right now in this time, as we're getting intimate, as we're learning to to build up our maturity, as we're learning to be uh, obedient and all of these things, God is saying it's time for us to really focus on the one who has set the example before us. And so what does his example look like? Well, he never sinned and he never spoke deceitfully. When he was verbally abused, he did not return with the insult. That right there, it's not saying if there was a time, you know, maybe he would have. This is a definite. Jesus was verbally abused. Jesus was attacked. Jesus was assaulted with the words, but yet he endured it. But yet he prayed for them. And so we have to then learn to have the mind of Christ. What does the mind of Christ look like? It looks like not responding to people's pressure on us, not responding to people's influence on us, but instead having the eyes of Jesus, instead closing our mouths to them and pouring out prayers to God. It is praying for those who persecute you, praying for you. Jesus said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. When's the last time you prayed for someone who who might have attacked you? When's the last time you asked for forgiveness on their behalf? Or did you feel the need that you had to to, uh, defend yourself, that you had to let them know how it felt? Then it says Jesus, um, when he suffered, he would not threaten retaliation. Now this Jesus could have, (laughs) he had the power, (laughs) being God and man, he had the power to just knock out that whole world. (laughs) He had the power to just, they could have just dropped dead. So here is one who had all power in the natural that he could have knocked them all out, but he chose instead to submit to the will of the father. His words that he kept repeating to the father was, not my will, but your will be done, father. Your will be done. Your will be done. So if the one who had all power, now we don't even have power to strike people, but the one who has the power to strike people chose to submit to his father's will instead. He did not threaten retaliation. He didn't say, Oh man, I'm gonna get them. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. They don't know who they're messing with. I'm I'm the son of God. No, he didn't. He says, Forgive them, Father, because they really don't understand what's happening. (laughs) They know not what they do. But I know, Father God, that I'm following in your will. We have to start changing our language, changing and transforming our mind to seek the things higher. The things that we are, you know, on a daily basis faced with. How can we shift ourselves to respond in the way that Jesus would respond? How can we shift our minds to think in the way that Jesus would respond? And as we continue to see, then it says, Jesus faithfully entrusted himself into the hands of God, who judges righteously. So again, instead of retaliating, Instead of saying, God, can you get them? He instead faithfully said, Lord, but I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. So when we are submitting and yielding, we are saying, God, I trust you. I trust you because there is a will that you have that is far greater than this satisfaction of this moment. Because there is a will that's greater than what I am feeling right now. Because there is a will greater than what is the thoughts that are in my mind. Because there is a will greater to what I'm feeling in my body. Jesus suffered, Jesus was in pain when he was submitting. What happens when we are in pain? We want to run and hide. We want to go the other way. We want to say, no, Lord, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, are you sure, Lord? And I love God because this morning I was in, my body was just hit with pain. And I was like, Lord, can I just, maybe I could just sleep. I mean, you know, maybe i just say, I can't do it. Like, like, are you sure, Lord? And I got in the shower right before. And then I said, wow. Lord, you're showing me right now what it looks like to push through and to suffer through physical pain. Because the will of God, the will to bring this word is greater than the pain that my body was feeling in the moment. So I had to reset myself and I said, it's spirit first. Then soul, my mind, I gotta get my mind, my will and emotions together. And then my body, you have to submit. So even there's a submission in our body that must take place in order for us to submit (laughs) to the father. And that is what Jesus, he said, I'm not gonna worry about how my body feels because my spirit and the will and the emotions and my mind are gonna be greater than what I'm feeling in the moment. So people of God, we have got to get out of what our bodies are feeling in the moment. That is us uh, uh, submitting ourselves to the pleasures and 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 running away from what we're feeling, but we've got to rearrange our way of being. In the mighty name of Jesus, we have to, we have to, we have to. We have to. Jesus Himself carried out sins in His body on the cross, so that we would be dead to sin and live for righteousness. Our instant healing flowed from his wounding so in that moment God's will was for Jesus to carry the sins of the world in his body so that we would be dead to sin and so that we could live for righteousness how powerful is that again are we thinking about that in our lives are we reminding ourselves that we are dead to sin that there is instant healing in us that we our deliverance is definite that we just we don't have to gain freedom we have the freedom we just have to walk in it how much are we walking in it jesus already paid it for us so yes now my body is in submission because when i when i spoke to it and i said no but it's god's will in this moment is greater than what you feel Now, I don't know what's going to happen when I finish. My body might start hurting again, but that don't matter because right now, it was God's will. Right now, his spirit is leading me so that I can say greater is your will for me in this moment than what I'm feeling in the moment. Greater because his glory, we are to be glory reflectors. Jesus reflected God's glory on this earth because he chose to be submitted to the father, because he chose to speak The words, not my will, but your will be done, because he chose to not retaliate, because he chose to say, to not throw back and threaten them and assault them with his words because he chose to instead pray for those who were attacking him because he chose instead to bear the weight of the world so that we could live in freedom and how much it pains our father our savior and the holy spirit that we're not walking in the freedom that jesus paid for already And this final birth in this passage says, you were like sheep that continually wandered away, but now you have returned to the true shepherd of your lives, the kind guardian who lovingly watches over your souls. So, (laughs) Jesus pursues us. He pursued us. He didn't pursue because we were so great and good, <laughs> because we were falling in alignment. It says that he went out for that one, the one that got away. And so even when the sheep wander, but it's up to us to choose to return to the true shepherd of our lives and say, we shall follow you. Yes, Lord, we shall follow you. Come follow me is what Jesus said. And in following him, we cannot choose what we want to follow because then what does it say about his suffering and his death? And so As we enter into fully understanding submission, my prayer and what I hope that you see today is that Jesus, uh, well, the father is calling us to focus our attention on the son, our savior, the great shepherd who showed us as an example, what it means to submit because it pleases the father, because we've been called to live this way and to know in assurance and peace and comfort and joy that no matter what, if we do it for the father, there's an assurance there that is for the good of of God. There's an assurance there that it pleases him. There's an assurance there that he shall work everything out for the good. And so may we begin to submit our mind to following in the steps of Jesus. May we begin to submit our emotions to following in the steps of Jesus. May we begin to submit our will in the steps of Jesus by saying, Lord, we will submit to your will for it not be our will, but allow your will to be done. All that we do in the mighty name of Jesus through the strength and the death and the life of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. That is the word of the Lord today. Any questions, comments, or concerns? Thank you for joining us for another episode of the KHOW podcast. If you have any questions, comments or concerns, please feel free to email us at KHOWWorshipLA at gmail.com. That's K-H-O-W-O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.